I agree with you, though. People like podcasts because they don't really want to have friends because that takes effort. I totally agree with this. What you want to do is fulfill the human need for social interaction and conversation without ever having to actually talk to people. And that's what a podcast is for, Jonathan. Yeah, videos on YouTube also do that. You know, look at a guy being like, hey, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm weird. Yeah. I'm here for you. It's me. It's your boy. Yeah. Like and sub subscribe to the Friendship Army. We're all friends in our army. And they do like a call sign. Yeah. Yubba yubba. And, you know, everyone's rolling around in the mud with each other and and then they try and recruit you into the national socialist party <laughs> it, is, it is part of it because a virtual friend people will uh, do anything for them sometimes yeah and then they'll be like all oh, these people are after me and, and uh, you know i gotta i gotta get some help from my army from the friendship army and then they'll just kill anyone that they ask i'll tell you what if YouTube was around in the 30s, <laughs> if YouTube was around in the 30s, I think a different side of the war would have won in the end. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Jonathan! Hey. Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan. Hi. The time. Yep. Has finally come for you to put on a sailor suit to be honest i'm angry this hasn't come up sooner a sailor suit like uh popeye the sailor man or... yes okay. i would like you to wear a, a little sailor suit and when i say a little sailor suit i mean literally a little sailor suit i would like it if you wore a sailor suit but the the tr the, the pant legs come up to about halfway down your shin and the sleeves on the top go just a little bit past your elbow oh I want you to, to, like, really outgrow this sailor suit that we've um, essentially shoveled you into. So it's not like a baby. It covers my um, covers me enough that I'm not nude, which is cool. Yeah, your midriff's exposed. Oh. It, it can only go down so so far. Uh, that's... And, and the, the pants will be, you know, so tight that they will really define your buttocks. Oh, sure. Probably. Yeah. Probably some other stuff. Get you some blonde curls. Blonde curly wig on your head. What? Yeah. Little little hat. A little sailor hat. Like like again, like Popeyes. And we'll get you a big oversized lollipop to have in your hand and you can just lick that. Just <laughs> Yum yum. So this is <laughs> this isn't like a a traditional sailing sailor. This is like a child who wishes that they were a sailor. Though. It's it's an idea I had to help you get famous. Uh, and help you to recover some of the profile that you that diminished essentially um, after Road Rules Northern Trail stopped. Right. The premise of this show is to do that, and I don't see how me dressing like a child will do that. People hate men who like children, <laughs> who want to be like children, who are childish. You're not it's one being of the... like a child. You're being a rapscallion. Mm. The idea 
for this new persona is little, no, not little, Lil Johnny Rascal. I don't. I'm 42 years old. <laughs> you know, there's a, there, for sure, when you're in your 20s, you can be like, I'm Lil Nas, or I, I'm Little Short Pants, or I'm Little Dirt Bag, or something, and people will be like, oh, sure. I mean, he still wants to hold on to, who doesn't want to hold on to the youth? But he's in his 20s, so we'll excuse it. After you head past 35, you're bald, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're baggy, you're, you got a, a, a spare tire, you've got love handles, and you come out shirtless, oh, I'm Little Rapscallion. People are like, disgusting. Get him off the stage, <laughs> off the stage. You won't be saying it like that. Oh. That would be awful. No, what you will do is you will <laughs> burst into an upscale restaurant, like, uh, I don't know, um, an IHOP. Upscale, classy restaurant like an IHOP or uh, a Nando's, and you'll you'll burst through, sweating, like 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 you've got a fever. We'll have had you run around the parking lot outside for a while. Give you a big sucker a lick, just go, Oof. and then I'd like you to to really show off what a rascal you are. I'd like you to urinate, please. <laughs> That's not that's not ra- that's not rascally. Yeah, yeah. I'd like you to urinate. I'll come in wearing a long, dirty brown coat, unkempt beard. I'll let my hair grow as about as much as it can, with this receding hairline and ratty hair that goes down past my ears, with a wet, damp cigarette in my hand and another cigarette, and a wet, damp cigarette, let's say, drooping from the mouth, and another cigarette in my hand lit, and I'll, I'll burst in and go. Listen up, you little fucks. It's me, Dangerous Jones. And I want you to look at this fucking rascal. He's going to warm your hearts while he warms his pants with pee. And then you're going to urinate for yourself. Oh, so I'm urinating in my in Oh, my yeah. I mean, you've already started urinating before I've even staggered in drunk. Uh, and then when you're done... People might be a little apprehensive. They're like, okay, this guy's come in. He's called himself Johnny Rascal. He's clearly got an agent, so he must be in show business because of Dangerous Jones. But he has just urinated. How is this going to play out? That's what they're thinking as they munch into their pancakes. And then, and here's where the deal is sealed, my friend. You put one hand up to your your free hand, your non-sucker hand, up to your mouth, up to your cheek, slap it, go... Like that, and then go, uh oh, did I do that? At which point, the roof is going to blow off that place with whooping and cheering and hollering. Johnny Rascal has announced himself. It's so. I, it's the it, isn't that the Steve Urkel catchphrase for like eight years of that people people have had their fill. I don't know. I've never I've never seen Steve Urkel. Yeah, yeah, Steve Urkel. Uh, family matters. He would go in and uh, you know just start licking all the peanut butter in the house and start smearing it on counters and then licking it and then licking it off other people's sandwiches and they'd be like, Steve, what are, what are you doing with my peanut butter? And he'd go, can I do that? And the crowd would go nuts. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, it has been 15 years or so since he did that. But I, oh no, it was cheese he liked, not peanut butter. I'm sorry. Well, that, that opens up a gap in the market because we, 
We want to establish Lil Johnny Rascal as, a, as an original intellectual property. So instead of saying, did I do that? You will go, I didn't do that. <laughs> and then with the peanut butter that is liberally smeared all over the front and backs of your hands. So you're essentially wearing peanut butter mittens. You will just smear that all over people and places and their foods. So I, what was it again? I didn't do that. I just immediately. I didn't do that. <laughs> But I did. I did. You, you, there's urine. There's urine running down my pants, down my short mm-hmm. pants, into my yeah. little sailor shoes. So I, they know I did that. <laughs> Nobody else did that. I'm the only one who could have done it. But by that point, they they won't linger on the the hows and the whys and the hairs and the who's because you'll be smearing peanut butter everywhere. They'll be too charmed by that. It's one of the worst substances to have to deal with because it sticks. It smells. It attracts uh, bugs, peanut butter. It's underrated in terms of how awful it is. Or I guess overrated then. It's bad. I didn't do that. <laughs> That's what you say after you've smeared <laughs> the peanut butter everywhere. Oh, really... <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> but I really... <laughs> it's... Uh... <sighs> Is it? No one's gonna believe. Who? Why would anyone like that? Because my pockets of my trench coat are filled with hot gravel, and if anyone gives us any lip, I'll start throwing that gravel around. Are you wearing uh, workman's gloves to to protect your hands, or are you so calloused that you don't even feel the pain from the hot gravel? My hands will be pretty blistered, but it'll yeah. add, it'll add to the the overall look I'm going for. Which is high-powered agent. Dangerous Jones is, is your Dangerous name. Jones, high-powered showbiz management. So I didn't do that, but I'm saying it not like uh, with uh, confidence. I'm not saying I didn't do that. No. I'm going, I didn't do that. <laughs> like I'm still asking a little bit. Like, do you believe I'm telling the truth? And they don't. You do that as well. Do you believe me, don't you? <laughs> this is demonic. This is worse than... It's more child's play than child's play. Well, this is like... Do you believe him? And bear in mind, I've got pockets full of hot gravel. So they're threatened into saying, oh, yes, we believe him. And then they just want to be left alone. They're, they're enthusiastically encouraged to just go along with whatever little Johnny Rascal wants to do. Such as, uh, I don't know, par exemple, um, going to a, a, an upscale uh, clothing store like the, uh, the Clothes Barn or uh, JCPenney, if you're British, um, burst in, sweating, almost like you've got a fever. If we get you in, infected with something, what? if we wound part of you, like a bit of your leg, and just let it fester, what? that'd be even better because then you'd get some real genuine um, cold sweats going. Uh, you burst in <laughs> with a box full of stray, angry cats, and then you just pick them up <laughs> and just pop them on the floor and let them run amok in the shop. And if you're wondering why you would do that, bear in mind, I'm coming in next with a barrel full of chickens. Wow. Uh, and cats eat chickens. And chickens, when it comes to running amok, yes. I mean, everywhere, so. chickens run amok. Cats, when they're stray and as angry as these ones we've found, 
will definitely run amok. You put them two together, you get hilarious mayhem. Uh, I mean, I'll, mm, they would just want to buy some clothes from, and they're not rich. Are you talking you clothes barn, you said, and JCPenney? These are people that are desperate. <laughs> These are people that just want to survive and, and be able to wear pants and, and not have holes in the pants or have the pants, you know, rot away. I think if you're in a clothing, if you're in any kind of shop that calls itself a barn and there is a real clothing barn down here, I think you will welcome any smile in your life because no one should be in a barn. True. Uh, But they won't smile. They'll be seeing a, a chicken get torn apart by angry cats in front of them that's not gonna happen the chickens will run around the cats will run around (laughs) and if anyone isn't delighted by that you will be there to go "Uh oh i didn't do that and then you urinate yourself after that yeah yeah after Oh, I see. I see what your problem is here. Oh, wait, no, I didn't mean it like that. You're worried that you won't have peanut butter on your hands when we're in the clothing store. Don't worry, you will. And we'll have smeared some on the bottom of your little sailor shoes as well, so you can track it in. Wow, that's a real assault on the on the sense. You're right, actually. You're right. What we should do is have you tread in a (laughs) stomp on a red velvet cake and then walk in. Sometimes it is like your brain thinks that. 1940s Warner Brothers cartoons or documentaries. <laughs> you can just say, you know, cat and chicken run around. It no one will bleed. No, nothing will be torn apart. There won't be any vomiting of a chicken gizzard because cats can't digest other animals' stomachs. I don't know if you've ever had a cat. If a cat eats a mouse. It'll then throw up the mouse's stomach. Oh, yeah. Because the mouse's stomach has so much acid in it that the cat's stomach acid can't digest it. So it's vomiting stomachs. It's disgusting. I ever tell you about the time I trod on a mouse's head? No. Oh, strap yourself in. <laughs> was it just the head or the well, mouse? Was it? No. Well, um, yeah, so we had some cats once. They were vicious little bastards. They loved hunting mice. Um, we would deal with the dying and the wounded in terms of mouse uh, casualties on a regular basis. One day, I wake up middle of the night about 3am. I'm bleary-eyed. I'm thirsty. I want a glass of water, Jonathan. It's all I want. It's all I want, Jonathan. It's all you want. Little Johnny Rascal. So I go down the stairs. It's dark. I tread in something cold on the step. Something cold and a bit sticky. And I'm like, oh, okay. I hate things on, like, hands and foot hygiene. I, I'm fastidious about it. So not wanting to tread anything into the carpet, I hop about, not sure what I trod in. So I hop about, hop down the rest of the stairs, hop over to the light in the hallway, turn it on. There's a big pile of basically inside-out guts on the floor. <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> it oh. looks like fucking Hellraiser down there on the carpet. I feel like something is still on my foot, Jonathan. I lift my leg, I turn my foot around. That way you do if you want to try and look at the sole of your foot. One On one leg, crane my head to see what's stuck to the bottom of my foot. My bare foot at 3am in the morning. And it is what used to be a mouse's head. Oh, wow. Just stuck there, decapitated with one eyeball. Oh, barefoot you're talking. Oh, my bare, my bare little foot was 
carrying around, just stuck by its neck hole, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. The sole of my bloody foot. Jeez, that's a... Like an Eve Six song, like hard in a blender style. Oh, Disgusting. Yeah? yeah, this is trouble what you went through. If the Saw theme tune had been playing at the same time, it wouldn't have been out of place, except it would have been because this would have been the very early 2000s. I, oh, yeah. It was just a bit ago, before Saw, you know. Sure. You were in your teens then, I think. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. Meow meow meow. Meow meow meow. Meow 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 meow. It was horrible. It's like cleaning up after a murder because I had to go down and they'd just scrub all the blood off the floor. So it didn't want to eat the head. It, it, it threw up the guts. Yeah. Because that's the only way you get to guts. You have to, like, eat the whole thing and then throw them up. You can't eat around the guts usually. But the head you can just skip. So they skipped the head on that one. Mm-hmm. Really, really yucky. So glad you got through it, though. You You came through it and rose above and achieved You've come a long way. Exactly. Yeah. Let your true colors shine. Yeah. So Conrad's not here today. Our lovely boy, Conrad Zimmerman. Oh, we hadn't mentioned that. That's right. He's under the weather. He's under the weather. He's been sent off to fight in the war. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's finally been shipped off. To the... Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to everybody's favorite erotic wartime wireless broadcast. The Smoke and Sugar Lounge. I'm your host, Crumbly Grundleshire. Wishing our brave boys the best of luck as they fly over the ocean in a boat to fight the Hun. They're going to to send Jerry packing back to Bratwurst, Belgium. Yes, they are. And they're going to tell that Adolf Hitler, Hey! You, Mr. Hitler, just bloody stop it. (laughs) There's a new Hitler movie coming out called Jojo Rabbit, I guess. So Hitler's coming back into um, the mainstream. Oh, I should hope not. He's He's a frightful rotter. So says I, Crumbly. I I don't want to... I don't want to be too polarizing here on the Smoke and Sugar Lounge where we're supposed to freak our way blissfully through the blitz. But uh, at the risk of being divisive, I want to say I think that uh, I think that that there old Adolf Hitler is a bit of a rotter. He's a bit of a rotter and a bit of a silly sausage. And he should just a bloody, and I'm not afraid to say this, he should just bloody stop it. That's brave. I, I, I appreciate you saying those words. Frig your way through? I'm oh, yes. the premise of this. What is, well, what the Smoke and Sugar Lounge is here to attend to the needs of those left behind while our brave boys go and fight in the war. So people tune in for a little bit of wartime eroticism. Courtesy of Crumbly Gruntleshire. And his delightful, plump co-host, Sticky Pudding. Who's that? Is that me? Hello there, little Sticky Pudding. What kind of sticky situations have you gotten yourself into? Wow. I'm getting getting flustered just thinking about it. About about my situations? Yes. I, I... It's... I mean, it's, the, it's summertime. You know they play this show at the Shell Factory, where our brave gals 
I'm putting together bombs. So you guilt Sticky Pudding into being erotic, <laughs> because if not, then I'm letting down the war effort. You're letting your... You're, you might as well open the door to the Squanterbug and say, Squanterbug, come in here and waste our resources. So it's like um, buying war bonds and, and oh, donating yeah. your aluminum to the, um, the local recycling factory so they can turn it into bullets and making a woman masturbate, I guess. Or a man, both. The war effort is fueled by war bonds. And... The morale at home is fueled by war bondage. <laughs> I'm so unerotic. This is really... It's the early 1940s. Not, not a lot <laughs> is erotic. You don't have to aim very high. It's true. They didn't come out with uh, penthouse forums yet or even Playboy magazine. I don't think so. I mean, let's, let's face it. The knickers drop around here. If you just turn up with a box of chocolate, they haven't seen one for years. So if I just um, like uh, dribbled some Nestle Quick on my oh, underside, Nestle. my uh, left butt cheek is oh. seen through a hole in my well-worn tights. Tights, you're wearing tights. They can't get those. They can't tights. get those tights. Tell them you're wearing some tight sticky pudding. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a ballerina instructor oh. from... Oh, yes. It's not erotic. That's, that is, that's um, you know... Ballet. <laughs> Ballet is the most saucy of all the dances. It's, it's uh, okay, sure. Yes, I shouldn't put myself down like that. I've got a typewriter and... Several. Is there newspapers. ink in that typewriter? It's wet. Oh, ink. wet, damp, moist ink. Oh. <laughs> the newspaper is wet with sweat because it's <sighs> eighty-five degrees. You can barely read the print. If you squint, you can make out the words. Squint. <laughs> not, erotic. not erotic to have trouble reading something that is never it's never caused someone's erection or other thing to happen because it's just it's something old people go through anyway so you're I'm reading the newspaper in my tights and oh, it's, the yes. ink is so smudged mm. and it says Eisenhower says we might not win this one guys and everyone in the ballerina room cries and they lie on top of each other crying oh. their wartime tears and my tights start to rip because they're being tugged on by these very depressed eisenhower fans <laughs> who are certain that we might not win they're certain we might not it's all, all leading up to a crescendo of creaky floorboards because we don't have the money to afford a good dance floor. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm really, I tried. I'm going to stop now. That's enough of that. Yeah. That's enough. That that was a, a little slice of wartime life there um, <laughs> that, that we like to provide now and then just to remind people what it was like back then. 
Because people have forgotten. When I was a kid, the war was, you know, World War Two had been a long time. But there were a lot of people still alive who fought during that time, you know? Sure, they were in their 60s then. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, the, the culture was still very influenced by the shadow of the war. But these days, you know, with these modern trendy wars. Oh, yeah. They've forgotten what it was like. They've forgotten rationing. Mm-hmm. Like what I went through, learning about it at school. They forget about the Blitz. Yeah. That I lived through th- via the medium of education. I don't really know what the Blitz is. It was uh, a bombing of England, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bombs dropping all over the place. Right, which was scary. The, uh, the United States terrified. just had that Pearl Harbor. Other than that, we were pretty much left alone, I think. Oh, you go to the White Cliffs of Dover, my friend. Go over to the cliffs, over at the edge of the country. Mm-hmm. And there's a museum there. And they have a whole bit in the museum that's done out like streets from them days. And then they'll, they'll let off sirens and sound effects. And a woman will come out with a whistle and go, boo, proper bombs happening now. Get the fuck out. Really? So they, re- they don't want you to be forgotten, I guess. Because it could happen again, they it, think? It could, it could happen again. I guess it could. You never know. Drones, I feel like, would stop the bombs at this point. Or just nuclearing someone. Just clearing them out with a nuke uh, before they did that. I guess you couldn't nuke Germany, though, because they're right, right there next to England couple countries over that would be kind of bad once it got windy i mean i hope no one gets nuked i hope there's no wars i hope everything just works out that'd be great yeah i mean i don't you know i don't consider myself a world changer but i think it's about time someone said that maybe it'd be nice if stuff worked out (laughs) i know maybe maybe if everything was fine I'm just putting that out there. It's just something to think about. Just wouldn't it be nice if something was fine? I don't need a Nobel Peace Prize. I couldn't agree more. I think that they could choose to make it fine, but they don't. So if you were in charge, they would have to. You would just tell them. Oh, I tell you what, if I was in charge, right? Yeah. If I was in charge, I would, my first law of the land, of the realm, would be make everything good. All this stuff that's bad, pack it in. Stop it. Don't make me slap hands. I will. I'm not afraid to get tough. I'll slap a few wrists. They would just stop it if you told them to. Yeah. And it's easy. You just don't do it anymore. You just decide. I'm president of the world now. Everyone pack it in. Just stop it. You over there having a war. Just don't. You over there doing a climate change, just don't. Yeah, it would be a great start. There's enough food to go around. So when someone's like, I won't give you any food, you could just be like, why don't you give them the food? And then they would eat it. There's houses. Yeah. People could just go in it. Uh Uh-oh, is this socialism? Is that what they mean when they say socialism? Just just stop. Stop it? Are we socialists now? Um, yeah. (laughs) No. No, we're not. No. No, no. 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 Because if we were... If we were... Then... Then. There would be talk shows about us being... Yes. That would be it. There would be talk shows about us being socialists. That's the difference between what we want and what socialism strives for, is that we don't have talk shows made about us. We sure don't, and we, we probably won't. Did you know I lost... I, uh, in the time since the show went on a... 
I wouldn't call it a hiatus, but we were pretty, pretty close to weekly. It was a little break. I was doing a lot of traveling. You were wrestling your heart out, and it was well worth the time off. I'd love to do that. Wrestle your heart out. Wrestle, <laughs> literally wrestle my heart out. Just start applying holds to myself until I just go, Bleh! my heart just pops out of my mouth. Bleh! That's a sight. And it's uh, must, how you must feel at times, those hot rings with uh, your managing and you're also getting in the ring, slamming. I'm used to being in a hot ring, my friend. <laughs> Didn't think of it. Didn't uh, think of it that way. So uh, it's been a, a short time and I've uh, lost, I, I think, I, I've at least maybe 100 Twitter followers, maybe less. <gasps> but people are like, oh, no, no more show. No more Jonathan. Abandoned no, ship. No want Jonathan yeah. from Northern Trail. This is a, a dead account. Yeah, it's a dead account. And that's where we failed you, I'm afraid, because... Oh, that's all right. You know, we've had a little two-week break where I've had to do travels. Um, Conrad got sick. You've lost 100 Twitter followers. I think. At least, maybe close to 100. Yeah, this all traces back to us not doing this show to keep your game up. That's probably Conrad why. would be healthy. You'd have 10,000 more Twitter followers just this week. Well, no. I mean... <laughs> the, um, Give or take. The people... No. I, I have Give been found by the people who want to find me and no one else wants to find me. That's the thing. I've plateaued for, for years now. and It's okay. I'm okay with it. But I did ask them, the Twitter followers, for suggestions if you want to hear any of them. I don't want to cut you off, though, if you're in the middle of a, a move you wanted to make. No, 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 no. Send in some suggestions. Okay, here comes one. This is from at this heat inside. Says they, and I don't know who they mean by they, they shrink you and turn you into a Tamagotchi for Jim. Janagachi? <gasps> question mark. So I would just be a little egg in your pocket. They should do that. <laughs> I would love it if you, you... We don't even need to shrink you. We can just put you in a paddock. If I put you in a paddock in the backyard, right, and like a Tamagotchi, I'll keep you fed when I remember. Would you Would you be up for that? And the feces. The thing about Tamagotchi, it's more about how it poops they shit so much. Yeah, all constantly. the time, and you've got to clean up the shit. Yeah. But the paddock will be big. You could just make a corner. We'll make you a little Tamagotchi dump corner. <laughs> so you wouldn't keep me with you, because that, that might get irritating, let's be honest. I'm okay, but I, I get old. I might after. lead you around on a bit of string sometimes. We'll have you in a... Oh, no, this is even better. We'll, we'll just stick a diaper on you. <laughs> What's up? We'll have you in my backyard. No, in my front yard. Wow. Because if I've got a Tamagotchi, I want to show everyone. Um, we'll have you in a paddock. In the front yard, little little brown fence, little brown wood fence uh, with a little gate. Um, we'll stick you in the middle of that in a diaper and, and I'll occasionally throw in some baby back ribs. Those are pork, right? Oh, or yeah. Pork to pork. I don't eat. I, I took care on Road Rules Season 5 from Northern Trail. I took care of three piglets in a Chicago hotel room and I haven't eaten pigs since because they were such cute little friends people ask me sometimes what were they called and i forget i don't know if we even named them but we did take care of them for a whole week uh, oh, and that changes beef. your eating habits i'll just <laughs> I'll throw have... in a, i'll just but, throw in a couple handfuls of beef a day but this went from me being like your little virtual clean companion to like you're tied up in my fed. <laughs> I never a... said tied up I, I, but it is probably. a good idea we don't want that time i got you getting away because I would leave if you didn't. Well, a Tamagotchi has a little keychain on it, doesn't it? It does. So so we will put some 
put you in chains. <laughs> we'll chain up. We'll chain one of your legs to a peg that's been hammered in, and then you will wear a diaper so that. That way we fixed the biggest problem with the Tamagotchi. There's no shit to clean up if you're wearing a diaper. Are you going to change the diaper, though? Huh? <laughs> so I'm just going to... What? There's going to be... I mean, I'm a full-grown man. Um, change your diaper. That that shouldn't be necessary. Dirty on the inside, but clean on the outside. That's how a diaper works. Can I take it off? To, to, mm, can I change it myself? Probably not. I, I keep it sealed in. I mean, it's up to you. You're the one that's got to live in the paddock. If you want to make a dump corner, then that's up to you. I would want to just get out of there and use a toilet. I think you should keep on the Tamagotchi dump diaper. And I will have drawn, in marker pen, I will have drawn some Tamagotchi characters on it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm taking care of you. <laughs> that's not... It doesn't help. It doesn't. It, it makes me feel like I've been, uh, you know. What a great life. No worries. Right now, you've got to worry about, what, like, looking after a kid, looking after your family, paying your rent, going to work in a job. True. Like a fool. Yeah. Like a tool of our capitalistic system. Oh, watch it. When you could be living the life of Riley. You could be living your best life chained up in my front yard as the world's first living Tamagotchi. It's just a shitting strange man in your backyard. Front yard. I want everyone to know. So it's been done. I mean, there's tortures. There's tons of tortures that they've done. They just haven't called it that. It's a rebranding, I guess, of tortures. That works. A rebrand, a repackaging always works. Always works. Imagine what a great life you must lead. You wake up at dawn to the sound of the cock crowing. As I waddle past with a rooster butt plug. What? Nice nice rooster tail going <laughs> through a loudspeaker. You did that to yourself. You chose that. Mm. <laughs> like, just checking. Well, I want to make sure that you live your best life, and your best life is led with the natural, earthy, rustic feel of a cockerel waking you up. You didn't want to get a, a real one. You wanted to be that one. Yeah. So you, it's you. Jonathan. Yeah. There is nothing I would like more in the world than to be your morning cock. You set it up and then you uh, you knocked it down. Knocked it down. You gave it to him. The cock will crow three times for the Tamagotchi. Wow. Yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> Why are you doing that and again? Then I'll then I'll turn the loudspeaker up to its fullest. <laughs> You want to wake me up in the morning is why you're doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't just sleep in. I want to wake you up inside. Oh, them. Is that, uh, that's not Hoobastank, is it? <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I, I mix No, up. it was, um, it was Evanescence. Oh, that's right. I went to school with him. Evanescence? With Evan, yeah. Evanescence. The Nessences were a lovely family. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. What are you, why are you sleeping on this? Why are you sleeping on that kind of comedy? Mm? Yeah, Evanescence. Come on, Netflix. Pull your finger out. Otherwise, I won't pull my finger out of my lovely Tamagotchi. Weirdly, weirdly enough, a friend of mine had an idea for a Netflix show that mm. he gave to his colleague at work. I'm going to have to be vague about the details because he'd be very upset about me. It's very private. We made a TV show pilot. He won't let anyone see it. He is so private about it. And we made it like two years ago. So he uh, is close to working with Netflix. He's friends with someone who is friends with Netflix. He's met Netflix. 
he's had lunch with Netflix. He had an uh, idea for a show, and now it's being made into a show, but they're not taking him on board. They just took his idea, and he didn't copyright it. So he's so mad. Uh, well, yeah, we, we can get him. He can be a showrunner on this, <laughs> on the living Tamagotchi. He, would, he won't even – he's so afraid that if he makes anything and his parents see it, that they will they love this. look at him funny. They, they If he swears, if he says anything sexual, if he shows a belly button or a, uh, a red lip, like a lipstick lip that's sexy. Holy crap. He gets pretty nervous that they're going to be like, why did you make this filth? So uh, it's interesting. I've got him on one side of my life. Got you on another. Okay. Okay. These parents of his. Yeah. What do they watch on television? Uh, I think they watch a lot of like Downtown Abbey and, uh, uh. you know, The View. I think they watch uh, Monkeys reruns. <laughs> they watch a lot of uh, old shows. I suppose, yeah, once you get too Puritan with the entertainment, you, you kind of narrow everything down to Monkeys reruns, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but the monkeys, blatantly racist. Watching that show recently, they had one where it was uh, they went to a Chinese restaurant and they only hired uh, Caucasian actors to play the Chinese characters, and it was just oh dear, I can't even do it. Oh, we won't do that. If I imitated them, people would think I was being racist. You would be there. That's how yeah. racist it was. Yeah, whole time. So yeah. racist, you can't even report it because racism. Yeah, I'll get racism on me. Which, by the way, I do want to point out. Yeah. I think it's bad. <laughs> You're president of the world again. I'm going out on a limb right here. I'm going to put it all on the line. I'm going to stake my reputation on this, right? Racism. Ooh, no. No, thanks. Not for me. Not for me. I'm happy to hear that. I'm not expecting a Nobel Peace Prize. You, you, you could get one. You could not get one. You're not even running. How are you going to... Are you going to run? Could you, you could run for senator, though, right? No. Congress or something? I got too many political ties because we're running your, your campaign. Oh, I forgot. Road Rules Calls 2020. For, I had forgotten about that campaign. Uh, that's been going really well. It's still going? Oh, of course it is. It's Has the 2020 election happened yet? No. No. So we're still running you and Qualls. Jonathan Road Rules, DJ Qualls, that's the ticket. That's the ticket would have been a good slogan. It's better than the one we've currently got. What is that again? Do we have one? Yeah. Actually? Yeah, we've we been do? workshopping this. Currently, it's fuck off. <laughs> that, that could win at this point. I, I, I mean, yeah, could really. The way I've seen it, there's so much. No one likes anyone. Everyone hates all the candidates. Uh, Bill Weld, he just made a comment about Trump. I mentioned him a few shows ago, maybe a couple months ago. He's coming out swinging. People like him, but he's not going to beat the guy who already won on the Republican side because he's running as a Republican. So uh, other than him, mm, well, I don't have any competition. I can just be as mean as possible and I would still be. You just go right in. The, the trick is, is you've just got to be a big asshole. <laughs> I think it's true. Didn't um, in England, they just got a guy named um, <laughs> Boris Johnson. I've heard about him being yeah. relatively mean at times and, and strange. I saw an interview with him where he talked about how they asked him, what do you like to do for fun? He said, I get a bunch of cardboard boxes and I paint them like they're double-decker buses. And I 
paint smiling faces. And he was going on and on about it for like 10 minutes. Just looking up at the ceiling, being like, I paint a smiley face on this one. I paint a frowny face on this one. And they're like, okay, it was, it was a quick question, Boris. He's like, and then, then I turn the bus over and then I look at the wheels and I spin the little wheels around. He's the prime minister now. Yeah, oh yeah, don't you worry about it. He's a plum-fed scarecrow from posh hell. Uh, they don't know as much about him here in the United States. He doesn't uh, get talked about they as much. Will. I think Ivanka Trump congratulated him. That's most of what The moment him. they find out that he is, like, a bad... Like, have you seen Alien Resurrection and they go in that room and there's all those fucked up Ripley clones, <laughs> one on a table going, oh, kill me, kill me. That is... Basically, Boris Johnson is the failed Ripley clone of Trump. And the moment America cottons onto that, he's going to be everywhere. They are going to love him. They're like, we've already got one dickhead. Now we've got another. Wow. Double our pleasure, double our fun. That bad, huh? Do you think? He, but he only—he's only prime minister because uh, Theresa May, like, retired. Yeah, and she was only a prime that. minister because David Cameron did. Right. So it's just like a series of retirees. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since anyone actually voted for a prime minister over there. So they might do a vote, and he might not win, right? Nah, 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 nah. It's all gone. It's all gone. Do, how does it work? Do, do they only vote when the prime minister is like, let's have a vote? Or do they do it every couple years or something? When do they... You have to eat a big pig. <laughs> what they do is they put a giant pig on the table... One political candidate takes one end, another political candidate takes the other. You'd think the arse end would be bad, but you just try eating their face. Wow, wow I hadn't thought of that. And they just basically eat their way end to end. And whoever eats more of it, whoever gets, whoever covers more distance on the table, they lay faint, like front down and just ingest the pig like a snake eating an egg. Wow. Ow. 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 Ooh. Oh, and whoever crosses the line on the table first gets to be the new PM. They think PM stands for Prime Minister. It actually stands for Pig Muncher. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. So that's politics is an ugly business. Suppose so. Yeah, it's it's a cooked pig at least. It's not raw, right? Uh, <laughs> it depends. Yeah, it's un unclear. It sounds like. Well, there's more suggestions. Uh, underscore at underscore big no no, who's uh, a really loyal listener to this show and, and all things that the two of us seem to do. So I want to thank big no no. Yeah. Says, repeating this, last time I wrote it, the episode got borked. So, like, big no no has kept track of the episodes, remembers times when the sound quality or something else went wrong. So their suggestions didn't get used and wants to go again. That's how passionate Big Nono is about the suggestion. Wow, another turn, another crack of the whip, another turn on the Ferris wheel. And, uh, you know, God willing, I didn't mess up the sound this time, so this one will work. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> we'll find out. It's just a proclamation from Big Nono. It's okay. uh, in quotation marks, it says, it's time, become Jonathan, the video games console. People put things in you and you take them to a journey in a magical world, which they navigate with your uh, controller. So he wants me to be sort of a sex bot, I think. They want you to put, they basically, we got to put pennies up your arsehole and fiddle with your dick. That's what they're asking. <laughs> I think you might have already said that. While you just sit there, while you sit there going, bleep, bloop, 
With twiddling on your hard erect phallus. Oh. Like it's a joystick. Penis, no. Poking the end with our thumb. Bloop, 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 bloop. Penis, no. Super Nintendo, he just calls himself that. He's at Super Nintendo. So bold. I love that about him, though. <laughs> he also is thinking that. He wants me to run a casino, but he wants me to kind of be the casino. And you pay real money to play games of chance, but can't cash out. So you're just trapped there, I guess. Trapped gambling me. And we already did a casino thing. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. I wonder if you listened to that one. Go check it out, Super Nintendo, if you missed it. Listen to the show! <laughs> At Leftless. That's a weird commercial to have. I know. Like, uh, over 40 minutes into the recording. <laughs> hey, listen to this podcast, please. <laughs> Maybe they will now. Maybe they'll yeah. go back. There's plenty of old episodes. People watch them over or listen. They'll all come and listen to it when we get our Netflix special. Yeah, we're only two degrees away of... Two degrees of separation away from a Netflix meeting. Damn right. It's weird that it's true. Make it happen. Leftless says, step one, go to Sweden. Step two, get imprisoned. Step three, wait for the call. Easiest profile raising scheme yet, question mark. And I think he or she is referring to, all I know about them is um, they have a picture of Garfield as their avatar doing a little dance. I guess Donald Trump, president of the United States, is fighting for a rapper whose name has a number uh, money sign in it. I think it's like A Money A something. I'm not familiar with them. That'll be your rapper name, A Money A something. <laughs> Just spelled out, not yep. because it's the letter A and then a number sign. Anyway, he uh, Trump is fighting for this rapper to get out of prison, and I, that sounds great. But um, people think it's weird that that's where the focus is right now because um, there was a gentleman named Kasoji, I believe his name is. He was murdered by the royalty in Saudi Arabia. Trump more or less said, well, you know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but we don't want to mess up our deals. He wrote a letter saying It was basically, that. yeah, boys will be boys. Yeah, fine with that stuff. Whereas with A Money A Something going to Swedish jail, it's a real like daily fight for Trump, I, I guess. So it is a way to get attention uh, from the sounds of it. Don't know if it's worth going to jail in Sweden, though. I don't know what their jails are like. Probably nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, couldn't be, couldn't be that different than just regular life in the United States, feeling the fear every day. A miserable pile who is Aussie Frakrat. I've tried saying that for years now. As someone who's listened to our shows for years and years used to name drop them on Podtoid now and again when they would ask a question. Old shows, Dismal Jesters, wants me to be on the Madden cover to avoid the Madden curse. But I don't know what the Madden curse is. Is it? Is, well, do you know what? Is there a curse on Madden? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, anyone who looked into his eyes for more than uh, 10 minutes, if you could look into his eyes 10 minutes unblinking, you would die. John Madden, the football man, the coach. Yeah, yeah. If you look into his eyes straight. Ten minutes unblinking. Like your body just seizes up. And he holds you guys, yeah. If you if you make in if you inadvertently make eye contact with him, you're paralyzed. The only way you're you're getting out of it is if someone pushes you over. So not only does it kill you, but the the eye It's like the ring. It's it's a lock. You're locked in. As soon uh, as you lock eyes with him, uh you can't turn away. Something is it is it magic? Is it biological? How does it work? When you look into his eyes, yeah. Right? A mesmerizing haunting tune plays in your head that keeps you locked in place. <laughs> Do, 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 do. 
for 10 minutes and yeah and you are just locked you're like I, this haunting tune is mesmerizing and mysterious in me that's the uh, full house theme song i think you'll be a house full of death john john madden's soul is invading your body john madden's house of death that would be such a there's some video game developers who uh pay attention to what we're up to if they can make that game geez oh wow that would be a yeah. very good game very popular i think uh kirby at who's that at crags corner just wants me to be wants my home to be the new venue of pax east you've talked about doing cons i would like to i'm going to work on this idea because i'm we're planning a large scale convention for you jonathan still really mm. you want to do it well i think it'd build up a a, a groundswell of goodwill that will buoy your political presidential campaign to success in 2020 if we did like a john con it's not there's so many cons i almost think it's a good idea oh it was so sad there's a uh i think it's called fan con coming here to boston and they've got uh zachary levi i believe his name is the actor who played shazam they've got some other big names and rudker hour is still on the flyers oh and, no and Rudker just passed yeah so they printed this flyers i'm sure like weeks ago i love rudker hour i know i haven't he seen nighthawks i've heard nothing but interesting things about it it's his first film with sylvester stallone i guess his first american film anyway uh but i want to go back and rudker rudker over the weekend to kind of appreciate what i've been taking for granted because he's a fine actor fun my dream of a rutger howard netflix special will never happen now there is something i've always wanted to do there's a project i've always wanted to work with really work, work with rutger howard on. directly with rutger howard not just about him but uh, with him yeah it's a sh it's a show a show i had called the mash beef boy rutger howard's mash beef boy it would involve you don't you worry we're always working to elevate your game, my friend. Mash beef, like a mashed potatoes and beef mix. Basically, yeah. The idea would be would be that you would uh, appear in a loincloth, sort of like a Conan the Barbarian loincloth and a helmet, and you'd have a, a club in your hand, and you'd be stomping about outside Rutger Hauer's house, just going, "I am Johnny the Conqueror." Who will pay tribute unto me? And the cameras will be rolling inside the house and me and Rutger Hale will be running around going, oh no, oh no, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. We must pay tribute. And Rutger Hale slaps me in the face and he says, shut up, we'll pay tribute, all right. Beefy tribute. And then I slap him in the face and go, shut up, shut up, shut up. You mean mashed beefy tribute. And then he, he, he grabs it, like puts his hands around my neck and starts throttling me and says, you goddamn right, you beautiful bastard. And then there's like, I'd say 10 to 15 minutes of he and I gleefully dancing around in the kitchen with balls of beef. We've just got all this like minced beef and we're crushing and smushing it up into balls. And, and we're throwing flour about and going, um... And, and then we get mashed potato. We microwave up a bunch of mashed potato, Bob Evans, um, pull that out, and then just upturn the carton onto our big balls of beef. 
and then smush all the mashed potato around the big beefy bowl and run with them loaded under. They're about the size of cannonballs. And we run back to the front door going, this is going to be great, Rutger. And he says, of course it bloody well is. Of course it bloody well is. Sort yourself out. And then we open the door. And you're out there stomping up and down going, me here to smash, me here to conquer, me here to lay in Rutger Hauer's bed while he sleep on the floor like a fool. And then we say, oi, conqueror, conquer this beef potato, idiot, do it. And then we hurl the big balls of (laughs) minced beef covered in mashed potato at you. I must love that. It's delicious, it sounds like. Is that what I want? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be hurling them at you. <laughs> so that's the... Here's your beefy tribute. We'll, we'll lob it overhand like like we'll be living catapults to, to beat back the siege. Does that go on for a while then? Is that, <laughs> is that like a short sequence? Yeah, or? yeah. We've made a lot. That's just like a pyramid of beef, <laughs> potato-y beef balls, like a Ferrera's Rocher pile. And we're just loading them up. Because I'm frozen again. Much like John Madden's stare, I can't move once you start throwing beef balls at me. I mean, you can try and avoid them, or you can try and catch them. It's up to you. I would probably try to catch them. Ideally, we'd like to see you try and spear them with your horned helmet. <laughs> You're like, Toro, Toro! And you go, poof. Do I do that? Do I go, yes. poof? You go, you go, poof. <laughs> would that be great? It would be great. Nobody has ever seen anything like it. And what we'll do is we'll get some concealer for your for your inner thigh. What? Um, so that people don't see your, uh, you know, the tattoo you've got. I don't have a tattoo. Your lightning seeds tattoo. Lightning seeds? Oh, yes. They, they're kind of an alt-rock group, is that right? Mm, and they're on your inner thigh. And I know you get a bit sensitive about it, so we'll get some, we'll get some concealer. Uh, d- didn't you say I had like a tattoo of... Who was it? It was a man. Anyway, it's okay. I should it's move fine. on. It's, it's not, fine. <laughs> Craig's Corner asked another one, but I only, I'm not going to do two. But just so you know, Craig's Corner also paid attention to an episode that was lost when they made a suggestion months and months ago, something about the Boston train subway station system and me yelling. So, but you don't get two Craig's. I don't want to be a hog. Boof. <laughs> That's what I say. Their, their, their second suggestion is a big minced beef potato bowl, and I'm just going, boof, I swat it away with a big hand. I've got one of those big hands that they have at sporting events, and I'm using that because sometimes it's my turn. Yeah, you deserve to have a turn. Yeah, I, I, get, to, I get to play with the beef balls, and you and Rattinger will throw them. At Mike Cosimano, who uh, is a former colleague of ours, his brother used to like stalk me and try to get me accused of crimes against him. Mmm, that's healthy. I don't know if you remember him. He used to, like, get his mom... That's a bit like fear. <laughs> yeah. He's an old chum and a, and a deer. We care about him. He wants me to be Nemesis in the remake of Resident Evil 3, which is a video game. Stars! <laughs> Can you do that? Can you do the Nemesis? Stars! Oh, Yeah. I'm married. I don't know if we don't talk about it much, but before my wife and I were married, we saw the second Resident Evil movie, which features, ironically, a character from Resident Evil 3, the game. 
and he says stars nemesis and we totally bonded over that like we oh. knew maybe we were compatible because we both knew that movie wasn't like super well made but loved it mm-hmm. just loved watching it yeah stars out of all the resident evil films mm-hmm. it is the most vaguely acceptable <laughs> Yeah, it's got some scenes where you could tell they hated what they shot, but didn't want to just not use it. So they would do this effect. They'd show like every third frame, they'd just hold it for like this stagger. Mm. So you couldn't tell it was bad because you could barely tell it was still a movie. You just thought it was broken, (laughs) like it was uh, buffering or something. It's like a bunch of zombies, but it's just buffering. And then they push a guy off a roof. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's bad. Um, But, yeah. It's not exactly the thing. (laughs) Not exactly. No. But the thing, I was thinking there's this documentary series out about uh, Rick Rubin. He's the original producer for the Beastie Boys once they turned to rap. And he talks about how Paul's Boutique, the second Beastie Boys rap album, was panned by critics. And now it's considered a classic. I think about John Carpenter's The Thing. People hated it. It didn't make a ton of money. Now it's considered one of the all-time great horror movies. Critically planned, made no money. People love it now. You never know when something like this show right here (laughs) in a hundred years, it could be considered like they were the only ones who dared to do it. To dream. We dreamed. We're dreaming. And they love it. Someone might love it. Yeah. They're loving it somewhere in some timeline, some future. I tell myself that sometimes. I say, you should. it's not all working out for me now, but, but when I'm dead, <laughs> when I'm dead, it's all coming up, Jim. <laughs> and maybe there's ghosts and maybe you can enjoy it. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, at Enchanting Duck. And I won't do too many more of these, I promise. Oh, you're doing one more of these because I'm tired. Oh, fair enough. You've done a great job. Thank you. At Enchanting Duck says... You become an agony aunt, dressing up like someone's aunt in tormenting town. It'd be like punked for a modern, for a modern, for a modern generation. I think it's one of those, like, I forgot I said those words in my tweet already, so I said it twice. But it might be like a cool, for a modern, for a modern generation, like, coming at you with uh, intentional stutter and, and weirdness. But this concept of an agony aunt really does have a ring to it. It seems like something that would make money. An aunt in agony. <laughs> yeah. Or one that causes agony. Did they just ring together well? I can picture it being a uh, James Wan. Is that his name? The uh, Yeah. The horror guy? Agony aunt, Annabelle. Uh, the, the, the haunting, the happening, the, the frightening, the frighteners. The things. It's always the something. <laughs> yeah. I could see the agony aunt. I would be a weird aunt. If I was your aunt, it would be weird. Yeah, it, right? would, it would be strange, for sure, yeah. Because <laughs> my, aunt, my aunt is Pam. So if one day it was you, I'd be like, that's different. It, would it be agony, though? Uh, I am a little agonizing sometimes. If, if you were coming at me with a stick. <laughs> if you just come at me with a stick. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, someone, weirdly enough... Tesseract just said Boris Johnson. We already covered that. We we already Tesseract. covered. We already covered Boris. Yeah, there was a, there was a surprise. We'll wait till next week. We'll cover him again. <laughs> so many more came in. Whenever I yeah, bring this up, well, you know, I'm I'm yeah, well, wi- widely ignored. But jeez, too late now. People want me to be the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Hector wants me to be the Eiffel Tower. Somebody wants me to be a, a anime girl. 
Somebody wants me to be Johnny Joy. What's that mean? J-O-I. I just walk around with a smile on your face. <laughs> Do you feel more famous, Jonathan, after this? I bet I will. If people decide, they can make me more famous. I feel like we inspired people to want me. Do you think you get your 100 followers back? I think people could decide to do that. They can tell their friends, hey, see if you can follow this guy. Just press it. If you show him a picture of you, is is it Tron Nuts, by the way? T-R-O-N-K-N-O-T-T-S. Oh, no, I changed it. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I always try and find that and then get confused and then have to look oh, at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I switched it around. Funny, funny enough, funny story, funny collusion story. The creators of the BitTrip series liked my Tron Knots handle on Twitter.com. So then they named one of their bosses Non Trotsky and later said, we almost named it after you, but decided not to. We decided to name it something that sounded a little bit like you. And I've never known whether that makes me biased. Pretty sure it doesn't make me biased towards them. So something... So you named yourself after something that was almost named after you. Now I'm at Non Trotsky on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. So it's cute, you know. It's fun. Just goofing around on there. You still got the avatar of the one of the blokes from the Money for Nothing video. Yeah. One of the artists for Nintendo Force magazine that I write for made one of the blokes from the Money for Nothing video, but made it Waluigi. So it's a yeah. Waluigi. So it's one E for nothing because the M flipped over. It's a joke. We gotta put this That song. Custom kitchen delivery. I think that one's sexist now. Uh, homophobic. Homophobic, my mistake. It's written from the perspective of someone who is. Right. So Mark Knopfler, I believe, is not, but... That song wouldn't fly these days, I don't reckon. No, not with those exact lyrics, no. Not with those exact lyrics. No. You'd have to say, oh, I don't like that they got money. And that they just <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> leave it at that. Maybe they could change it to fella. Yeah. That little fella's got his own jet airplane. That little fella's got a million dollars. Probably not. Yeah. Well... I like to think that you're going to be super famous. We'll get our Netflix special by next week. I'm going to be very disappointed in you if we do not. So come correct. <laughs> come correct and come with a Netflix special, please. I will do my best. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go away now, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. God's sake.